brought you up in the admonition of the Lord. I don't care what you do. You're going to end up serving the Lord. You might as well serve him early. You might as well seek him early. You might as well do his will. Come now. Hallelujah. But you're going to come to the Lord. Yes, you are. You don't have a choice in the matter because I gave the Lord. The Lord gave me a promise. If I train you up in the way that you should go, that when you get old, you can't depart from it. Y'all better give God some praise. Look at those children. Tell them hallelujah. It's God's will. It's God's will. It's God's design that you do what's right. I don't care what you go through. I don't care what you come up against. You can't go nowhere till it's well with the Lord. Give him praise. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come worship with us. Enter the nomination of faith, Church of the Living God, 1279 Pickett Road, Leesville, Louisiana, where God is first and people are always. Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton, bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. So who shall lay anything to the charge of God's people? It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. You didn't die for me. Amen. Yea, rather, that is risen again. Who, I want you to notice all these who's, okay? Who is even at the right hand of God and also make an intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who? I want to know who. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay. Or oh, in southwest Louisiana, nah. In all these things, what? You're not reading that like y'all believe it. In all these things, we are more than conquerors. No, you got to read that like you know you're more than a conqueror. Come on. Nay or nah. In all these things. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Isn't that good news today? Now there's a difference between a conqueror and being more than a conqueror. A conqueror may come in here and say, you know what? I've never been through anything. I've never had all those problems. My life has been easy. I woke up, I wake up every morning and I put my feet on a, on a, on a bed, of, a petal of roses everywhere I go and I just float through my days, just floating. The devil don't try to bother me and you might be a conqueror. 
but some of you are more than a conqueror. That's not your testimony. Pastor, every time I put my feet on that floor, the devil gets nervous. And he says, she woke up again. Man, he got up again. Man, I got to try to send something to distract them. I got to try to throw something at them to get them to... Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. And everything he throw at you, you just ducking it and dodging it and running through it and, and just, come on, you're, you're fighting through it, you're getting through it. I'm talking to you. You are more than a conqueror. You could have let it separate you. You could have let it stop you from doing what God told you to do, but you kept on persisting. You kept on moving forward. Touch somebody and say, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. Notice what he says. Who, first of all, 33, who shall lay any anything to the charge of God's elect? Who, key, who, is, who is it that's, that's trying to bring up something in your life? Who is it that's condemning you? <laughs> Who's trying to separate you? Do you realize that there will be some who's in your life that will try to get you distracted and to get you off course? They're going to try to talk you out of what God told you. They're going to try to talk you out. You can always spot them. So when they show up and they start talking doubt and they start talking unbelief and they start trying to condemn you, they start trying to put you down, just look at them and say, oh, you the who, huh? You the who. I know who you are. You the who. You the who, Pastor, we're talking about. But well, I got something for you, hootie who. My God is still able and I am still more than a conqueror, hootie who. Come on, you got to have some boldness. Oh, my God, my God. I'm excited in my spirit. He says, if, if Jesus died for you, nobody has a heaven or hell to put you in. Until you die for me, this discussion is over. The same one that died for me, bled for me, went to hell for me, rose for me, sat on the right hand of the Father for me, and one day he's coming back for me. Oh, you're the who, huh? You're the who trying to talk me out of my inheritance. But let me tell you, my God is so faithful that he's going to remind me of what he did for me. And I'm not going to let anybody separate me from that love. I am officially committed and connected to this. Even when I tried to leave, I couldn't. Even when I tried to run, I couldn't. I was so connected. My God. Grace, grace is God's grip on you. I know we're talking about, Lord, I won't let you go, I won't let you go, I won't let you go. But the, the real thing is, he won't let you go. He won't let you go. <laughs> He won't let you go. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. When mother and father forsake you, he said, I'll be there. When sister and brother forsake you, he said, I'll be there. 
Don't let the who's in your life separate you from the love of Christ. Let's continue reading. Are you getting something? Know these things were more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded. You've got to have a persuasion that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor death nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The Amplifier says this in verse 37, Yet amid all these things we are more than conquerors and gain a surpassing victory through him who loved us. For I am persuaded beyond doubt, am sure, that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things impending and threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor anything else in all creation. I don't care what it is. I don't care what the name of it is. There is no name that is higher than the name of Jesus. There's no other name that's higher than yours, Lord. There's no other name that's higher than yours, Lord. Your name is Jesus. I don't care if it has a name, it has to bow. Nothing that's threatening. Nothing that's impending. No powers. Nothing to come. Nothing that was. Nothing that is. Nothing that is to come. No height, death. Nothing, nothing, nothing. You've got to get to a place where nothing is going to stop you from overtaking. Nothing is going to stop you from serving God. Nothing is going to stop you from doing what God has called you to do. Nothing. So he says shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Oh, we have to be rooted and grounded in that love. Because it's through being rooted and grounded in that love that we are active participants of that grace. And that grace will empower you. Even when Paul was going, dealing with his thorns, that grace empowers you. And you just keep on keeping on. Through your good days, you keep on keeping on. It's that grace that's sustaining you. It's that grace. It's that grace. It's that grace that's keeping you from losing your mind. It's that grace. It's that grace that's working in your life that's causing you to love the unlovely. It's the grace of God that's upon you right now that keeps wooing you back to fellowship with him. It was not you. Stop talking about how good it to shoe you were. God knew every thought that was in your mind. God, it's your grace. It's your grace. It's your grace. And that grace is empowering. And even like David, David understood in 1 Samuel 30. And I'm going to just briefly recap it. David came to Ziglag. Ziglag was part of his inheritance. God promised David Ziglag, when you become king, you're going to have all of these cities and all of these possessions will be yours. David was a fighter. He was a warrior. He was a worship. He had a dual anointing. He could worship, but at the same time, he could war. 
David was the only king in Israel that never lost a battle. The only battle David lost was in his flesh. But he was a mighty man of God still today. Uh, the Jews honor David as king. As a matter of fact, uh, they, they, they really honor David and Abraham more than they do Jesus. Most of them do. Okay? David had a high uh, position in God's plan. He, he, he had a great significance in the plan of God. But there came a point where David, when he returned to Ziglag, he saw everything God gave him was stolen. He lost everything. He lost everything. And David got to a point that it really, really infuriated him to a point where this warrior began to cry with everything within him. See, it's one thing to, to be tough and to be buff and to appear before people as this great mighty warrior, but there are some things in life that when it hits you, it will bring you to your knees. If it happened to David, it can happen to anybody. And he began to weep, and the people surrounding him began to weep. The Bible says they wept until they had no more power to weep. How many of you ever wept like that? I mean, this thing was just so hurtful. This thing was just so disappointing. You just, you just could not cry another tear. You had to deal with the frustration. You had to deal with the pain. That's an unbearable pain if it's not for God's grace. The Bible says that the people even spake of stoning David. The same ones that he led out of their caves. The same one that he began to teach and train. David took these 400 rejected men and turned them into a mighty army. Trained them. I mean demonstrated some things and how to overcome and how to survive. And the same ones that he helped ended up wanting to stone him. What do you do? The people you train, the people you teach, the people you pray for, the people you intercede for, the people you encourage end up wanting to stone you. Because you did not come through for them in a time that they thought. We got to be in a position where you are empowered and stay in a place of strength. When they started picking up the stones to throw it at David, David said, hold up, give me the ephod. Touch somebody and say, give me the ephod. That is very important. Some of you may not know what the ephod is. The ephod was the priestly garment that only the priest wore when he was about to have a holy encounter with God. It was the only part, amen, the ephod, not the kings could not wear the ephod, the prophets could not wear the ephod, only the priests could wear the ephod. See, David had such a special place with God. 